All right, all right. Welcome back to another solo cast episode of Liberty Alliance Network's What Can We Do? I am me, myself, and I, Haley Heathman, and um, I am joining you actually from the cold climate of Greencastle, Indiana, where I am recording this from my hotel room. Um, as I came back to Indiana for a um, reunion, those of you who do not know, which is probably most of you, um, I'm from Indiana originally. I, of course, live in Florida now, but I went to college at a private liberal, liberal arts college green, uh, in Greencastle, Indiana, DePaul University, not to be confused with DePaul in Chicago. I always used to say DePaul with an L for losers, unlike a DePaul with a W for winners. So DePaul University, um, where I actually did have a, you know, this is back in, you know, uh, 2000, 2003, I graduated in 03. Um, and I had a really great coll collegiate experience. And um, I was a tennis player, played on the collegiate tennis team. I was the number one tennis player for all of my years there. I, my senior year, I was runner up in the national championships, the NCAA national championships um, in the division three. Um, so that was pretty cool. I finished ranked number six in the nation um, in singles. I was ranked as high as number three uh, during that last season. So, um, and just had a really wonderful experience just, you know, through that and the camaraderie you form with your teammates. And then my coach, the coach that coached me, um, he joined my sophomore year, sophomore year, and he only just retired, I think this year or last year, whatever. Um, and so they had a big uh, celebration for him and he reached out to me because they usually have an alumni match, uh, an alumni reunion me weekend for um, the tennis team, the tennis program every February, which of course I don't, I don't go to because it's just, I was traveling for so long and then now I'm, I'm in Florida. It's just not convenient. It's just, I don't really stay in touch, but um, I go back, I come back to the university when they want to induct me into a hall of fame. So first they inducted me into the uh, tennis hall of fame, which, um, I can't remember what year that was. It was pretty recent after I graduated. So it would have been like mid two thousands, like maybe, I don't know, 2008. I don't remember. Um, but then, uh, I got inducted into the overall DePaul university athletic hall of fame. And, um, that was in 2016. And so otherwise I don't really make any effort to come back our 20 year anniversary. God, I feel so old saying that. Yes. I graduated college 20 years ago. Um, that was last year, uh, 2023. I did not go back for that either because, you know, look, obviously, you know, I'm very down and very sour on universities and probably most of the people that I went to school with even, I mean, they're still to my knowledge stuck in the same thought patterns and, you know, like mentality of when we graduated, like, I feel like, yeah, I got my liberal indoctrination. Um, yes, I was a Democrat, uh, for several years. Um, I voted for Barack Obama, at least the first time. I, I'm not even sure if I voted for him. Cause I think I was overseas, um, when I was a yacht stewardess. And, um, so I don't think I, I'm not sure if I voted that year, but I definitely supported him. Um, but I did wake up by his second term. So I definitely didn't vote for him twice. By his second term, by 2010, I was on to him. And that was really what kind of shook me out of my my whole liberal mentality and indoctrination. I discovered Ron Paul and libertarianism, and I haven't looked back since. So thank God for that. Um, so yeah, it was really, you know, not to say I don't enjoy being back. Um, and it was great being back with my former teammates. There were the other... Um, 
two girls that were in my class that that played all four years. We all played for all four years together. Um, and uh, another alumni was a little bit older than us, and she was there. Um, she was a senior when I was a freshman, but we were still, you know, a tight friend group, I guess. Um, that said, I don't really keep in touch with them, um, especially since I left Facebook, like in 2020, after the 2020 elections were stolen. Um, and, and of course, that, that was the time that everybody was getting kicked off of Facebook left and right, all the groups I was in, trying to, you know, talk about elections, you know, the the stolen election. And of course, COVID was going on at that point in time. And so even like the private groups I was in, um, that were all getting just nuked left and right, getting kicked off. And I just couldn't, you know, the censorship. And so, um, I left and joined other social media groups like MeWe and, uh, platforms and telegram and such. And even though I've kind of, I still lurk, I definitely lurk on Facebook. Um, but I do not post anymore, not personally, at least, um, I have a professional page I have to maintain, but, um, personally, and I'll, I'll post in groups, but as far as me personally, I don't post anything on my page anymore. Look, I spent 10 years plus arguing with people on Facebook and trying to evangelize about libertarianism and, um, got nowhere. Basically, if, if anybody is out there, if anybody's out there who, you know, managed to, I, I managed to maybe awaken something in them, um, stir something up, um, that maybe started considering or becoming a libertarian or thinking in that way because of me, let me know. I would love to hear it. <laughs> it would be nice to know that I made a difference somewhere, but to my knowledge, at least through Facebook, my endeavors on Facebook, um, I managed to convince exa exactly nobody. Um, I don't know if that says something about me or not. Maybe I'm just a poor messenger for the message um, or maybe just uh, Facebook. It's just not the platform, but nor is anywhere else. So after that, it became, um, you know, I'm done trying to wake the sheep up. I'm trying to wake up the other lions. And that's what I'm doing with um, this podcast and Liberty Alliance Network and through my endeavors with that. So, um, yeah, I was at this uh, um, ceremony that my coach reached out to me directly because um, otherwise I would have ignored this reunion like I did every other one. Um, so he reached out to me directly and kind of just like nudged me and like, let me know, Hey, I'm retiring. Like he sent the, like the poster or whatever, like, which is, was his kind of hint, hint, here's what's going on. I was like, Oh, okay. And I respected my coach. He respected me. We had a great relationship. Um, and so for him, I was like, yeah, okay, I got, I got to come back for this. So I did. And I'm so glad that I did. It was a really wonderful weekend catching up with, um, old teammates and friends and meeting new, new, new people that I haven't met some other alumni, they're younger alumni, but, um, uh, still alumni. And, you know, look, it just, it was nice to, I know I, I, I tend to see things through the lens of politics and, for better or worse, that's how I see things. But then you forget that not everybody is as like involved in it as you are. And so not everybody sees everything through the lens of politics like I do. And so I dropped that. And then you just start to learn to talk to people like on a human basis and, you know, engage in their human experiences and like their, their our shared experiences here, you know, at DePaul University and with our coach and sharing memories and um, everything. And it was really really great. Um, they asked me to say a few words at the ceremony, um, for my coach. Um, they wanted somebody from my era, 
I said, what, the dinosaur, the, the Mesozoic, the Paleolithic era? That's what I feel like now, a, a dinosaur coming back. But, um, you know, also because everybody knows we had a good relationship. And um, I know he invoked my name. Uh, you know, look, people know my name. <laughs> Let's say that. So, you know, I was a bit of a recognizable, recognizable figure, at least in the tennis world. So I went up there and spoke, but I spoke after a couple of other people. And it's kind of funny how, even though we had no overlap in our experiences at DePaul or with, you know, the coach, um, they were all like, the stories were remarkably similar. So it was really, really cool that, you know, it's one of the things I said, I said, look, coach is coach. He was the same as he was in 2003, as he was in 2013, as he was in 2023. So we're sitting back here, you know, nodding our heads in agreement because we can totally like relate to all the other stories that are being told by all these other alumni. Um, so it was really cool. Now, kind of a funny story is like, I can't remember if it was two years ago or three. So I guess we're in 2024. I think this happened in 2021. I would have to double check. Um, but of course I was, you know, look, DePaul, it's a private, private liberal arts school here, uh, in the Midwest. Um, probably not as liberal as like your Oberlin or your Kenyan colleges, but definitely, you know, definitely like any college these days definitely has that liberal bent, um, you know, which I'm not happy with, which is why I really don't associate with my university anymore. And I, I you know, again, apart from my coach asking me to be here, I really don't intend to have much association with my university after this either, unless something changes. But um, so two years ago or three years ago, whenever it was, but, you know, of course, in the middle of the COVID pandemic, and I was really upset and of course disappointed in how the universities were handling the COVID response. And, you know, mine was no different. Uh, my alma mater was no different where they had the mandates and they were, you know, mask mandates and lockdowns and vaccine mandates. And I think I was upset. I'd have to go back, but yeah. So they made some sort of like Facebook post, and normally, um, um, on Facebook, on their Facebook page, they, they make like general like photos like, Oh, it's another beautiful day on campus at DePaul, you know, I mean, and like day in the life of, so you're not really, they're not really trying to say much, but this time they were talking about, they estimated some sort of a Facebook post about the COVID protocols that they were taking or reminders of. And so I made this like scathing, uh, remark, or uh, reply on that, um, that Facebook post, um, just, just reaming them for their response. And, um, look, I'm not a big donor. I mean, I wish I were, I wish I had the money to be a big donor. Um, he who has the gold rules, as they say, I wish I had the gold to do that. I do not. So my only leverage was that, um, my hall of fame plaque, my tennis hall of fame plaque. I'm like, look, if this is your response, I literally, I want nothing more to do with this university. Take my plaque down. I don't just, that's fine. Just take it down. I don't want anything to do with it. And, um, yeah. And so I don't know, I just threw it out in the ether. I didn't actually expect any response, but, um, obviously my response got noticed <laughs> by somebody because the next thing I know, my coach is reaching out to me He's like, whoa, Haley, you know, look, I, and, and look, I love my coach. And, and as far as, and this is how it should be. Like, I don't know his political leanings. I mean, I suspect he's probably some sort of Democrat, but he's like a reasonable one. I imagine he's somewhat left leaning, but like politics has never come up. I honestly don't know his politics or anything like that. That's how, 
it used to be and that's how it should be nowadays. Um, but it's not. So anyway, he goes, look, you know, I've always I've always respected this about you. Even if we might not agree, I respect the hell out of you standing up for yourself and, and what you believe in. And it's one thing I've always admired about you. But it would be really sad. I would be really sad if you did end up taking your plaque down, you know. So just, just look, I, you can make whatever decision you want. But just as a courtesy to me, would you mind just reconsidering it, thinking it over a little bit more? And if you still decide to go through with it, then I respect it. But just please, can you just reconsider? So I said, sure. Yeah, I, I will reconsider. And in the meantime, the athletic director, um, a female who um, she also happened to be. And I don't know if this was like a, a a role that they created for her because of the pandemic or if this was already a role that they had. But she was also like the director of health and wellness or something. I'm not, I'm a little fuzzy on that. I don't know exact details, but yeah. So she had something to do with the, the university's pandemic response. And so, and not only that, she was the athletic director too. So it's kind of like this, this was totally within her ballpark to handle the situation. And so she reached out to me. She said, look, let's have a conversation about this. I'd love to talk to you. And I said, yes, I would love to. Yes. Let's, let's talk about this. I would love to. And, um, so we set up an, uh, a time where we were going to have a phone call. Um, I don't remember if it was a phone call or Zoom, doesn't matter. Um, but we had set up a time where we were going to have a conversation. And the day before we were supposed to have that conversation, she reached out to me and said her son was unexpectedly sick and she had to cancel and she would get back to me. Well, she never got back to me. So she canceled our conversation, never got back to me. And I didn't force the issue. So rightly or wrongly, I, I, I left it be. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I left it be. And so, yes, my and actually I, I was there. I was just went and looked into in the um, the uh, athletic center, the fitness center where they keep all these, uh, you know, the banners and the trophies and the awards and everything. And it used to be a whole room uh, full of everybody's plaques. And um, now they've they've uh, come into the 21st century. They've digitized it. So it's actually like you go in the room and they've got big, huge photos of like current year Hall of Fame inductees. Um, but for everybody else, like on, there's a big touchscreen TV on the wall and it's digitized. So you can like look yourself up just by touching the screen. So I did. So I was like, well, I don't know when they pulled the plaques down. Last time I was here, I think they in 2016, I think they still had the plaques. So maybe, maybe it was a moot point anyway, where like, look, my plaque it isn't up there. I'm digitized. I'm, I'm already in there digitally. So maybe it wouldn't have really made a difference regardless, even if I had gone through with it because of like, I don't think they would have gone in. Maybe they would have, I don't know how much of a hardship it would have been to just go in digitally and erase me from the digital wall of fame, which is what they have now. Um, but yeah, so it was interesting because, um, so we had the little ceremony at the uh, tennis center in between alumni matches. So it was a little bit informal. I mean, it wasn't like a big, like to do really not like a black tie affair or anything. We're all there in our tennis gear, but they had a nice little setup and things like that. And, um, there's about a hundred of us there and she was there, this athletic director. Um, and I didn't really have nor what I want to, but we of course did not try and meet some other, you know, former coaches and staff and administrators were there and they remembered me and, you know, we caught up briefly. Um, she, of course, well, whether it was an intentional or not, our paths didn't cross except, <laughs> except after the ceremony and we were kind of passing each other. All of a sudden I was, you know, we passed each other like in our 
you know, big hallway kind of thing. And, um, in the tennis center and, uh, yeah, she just breezed on by like, it was a little, definitely like, uh, not a warm welcome. I could tell she was not happy to see me. She definitely did not throw off the vibe that she wanted to see me or wanted to talk to me, which totally fair. I don't want to talk to you either. I have nothing. I don't, I want nothing to do with you. As far as I'm concerned, you have blood on your hands, maybe not literally, but you know, who knows? I, I mean, not that they would tell us, but you have to imagine that with, um, you know, this is, you know, still a private university, but they still have what 2000 students at any one time that somebody somewhere probably suffered some sort of adverse event from a mandated jab. Um, I would love, and who knows if they're keeping data, they're probably deliberately not, but I would love to know, you know, if there's anybody out there, any, any school or anywhere that's keeping track of how many students maybe um, stopped participating in sports that they're a part of, maybe they were no longer healthy enough to do so. Maybe even if they don't necessarily relate it to the jabs, like they might not make the connection, but we probably can. Right. But it would just be interesting just to see how, you know, if they were keeping track of that, what that is. But anyway, so she, she didn't want to know me. Um, and that's fine. I didn't really want to talk to her. Definitely. I definitely wouldn't have had anything nice to say to her. So we, we both basically just kind of avoided each other. Um, and that's that. So, um, a couple other notable things. Um, so one of the, um, my, uh, teammates, um, she's a teacher. She's been a high school math teacher for basically, I think since graduating. So she's been, you know, very experienced and, um, look, you know, none of my teammates to my knowledge, I don't think none of them, you know, they're, none of them are overly political. Um, I'm of course the outspoken one. <laughs> um, and I don't know, I don't really suspect their leanings one way or another. Again, I suspect maybe slightly left leaning, but not like activist progressive or anything like that. Just your default liberal kind of like, that's what we all get is default liberalism from, from the university. And, um, but um, we were, of course, ha- enjoying some merriment at the bar and, you know, conversation and drinks were flowing. And so we did kind of, it kind of came up with the teacher and she's like, um, you know, because I, when I relayed the story, I said, look, you know, I mean, you obviously, fo- you followed me on Facebook for quite a while until I left, but, you know, I don't hold back my opinions. And I was obviously not very happy with our university response. And she's like, no, Haley, you know what? I was actually one of the first teachers in my school to kind of just stop wearing the mask. I just stopped wearing it. Um, And she, you know, that's a good step for her. I mean, again, she's not like miss in your face. So she kind of knew like there was something wrong with this. And she says like to this day, I can still tell the loss of learning that occurred. Um, And I don't know how the response was in Indiana, Indianapolis. I think even though Indiana is mostly considered a red state, I think that especially in the metro area, they probably dropped the ball a bit more. Um, I don't know. I don't recall exactly what their mandates were. But, you know, yeah, sure, masking was a thing. But she said she just kind of stopped taking hers. She just stopped wearing hers. I don't think she suffered any repercussions. But she could still tell the difference in – the learning loss with her students. And she goes, even not just the learning loss, the social loss too. She's like, you know, trying to get these students to like turn to each other. And she's like, we, you know, we're, Hey, talk to your, your um, seatmate next to you and just talk about whatever this is. And it's like totally like, they don't want to talk to each other. Like they're scared to talk to each other. It's really bizarre. So she's like, it's definitely still being felt. Um, 
that um, the learning loss and not just that, that whatever, the developmental loss, everything, everything. And so these people who might not be overly political, oh, they noticed. And so same thing with my coach. Um, his wife is a teacher as well. I think she does second grade. And um, so we were talking about this episode at dinner last night. Um, she didn't know. She didn't know about it. And so I was I was like, are you sure you want me to talk about this? He's like, yeah, no, we're all we're all adults here, you know, because I was like, well, it's a sensitive topic and I don't want to offend anybody, you know, but he's like, no, no. no. So um, again, I still don't know their political leanings, but they obviously weren't like horrified by what I was saying, (laughs) which was good. Um, And she was a teacher. She goes, yeah, I can still tell there's a huge, huge gap in learning, you know, with my students. And they recounted they have a son who's just now a senior in college. So I think he was a senior in high school when the whole COVID stuff started. Um, And, you know, she told me a story of how he was affected too, where when he got to college, And um, I don't know, I think he fell asleep or uh, was in one of the common areas just reading and they made him go like, you can't just be in the common area. You have to be like doing something and you can't just be reading because God forbid you, you, you sitting here silently reading is like infecting the whole area with germs. I don't know. But yeah, so he had he was affected, too. Um, and just like, you know, the boredom and the loneliness and the isolation and then treating you like you're some sort of criminal. And so. I mean, they definitely noticed it. Again, I don't know if, you know, they're totally connecting all the dots that we are with regards to this, but even maybe some of these just your stock standard liberals, like, oh, they notice. It just might not be like as egregious as we seem to think of it as, you know, like we are horrified. We think this is tyrannical. We can't believe that the government just came in and made everybody do this and the loss of, you know, like the loss of, um, the harm and the cost of doing it that that people don't acknowledge, but that doesn't mean they they aren't aware of it. They at least these you know these small isolated incidents of talking to these uh, my former you know teammates and and friends and colleagues and everything um, they get it to an extent, but maybe they just don't place as high of a you know like premium or priority on its urgency and what it means as as what we do. You know, um, to them it's like a minor grievance compared to say who knows what else, you know, again, and the people I was talking to, I don't think any of them were any sort of hardcore leftists. Okay. Again, I'm not even entirely sure the one teacher, my, my, my teammate, um, the high school teacher who she goes, look, I, I mean, I've mostly considered myself a Democrat the last couple of years, but I voted Republican for the first time, you know, two times now. And she goes, you would definitely get along with my husband. My husband's definitely more, you know, Republican. And so I think that she's always been, well, you know, wishy washy, probably doesn't really look into the issues. That's how a lot of people are. They just aren't like as steeped in this as we are. So, yeah, you get your default liberalism just because you know, everything you see in here on the TV and radio and all the cultural centers. I mean, yeah, they're all basically left-leaning entities and organizations. Um, so, um, yeah, but, um, I was trying to do a little student tour. Now, number one, I was kind of like, look, it's February here in Indiana. So no, the weather, I mean, it's been sunny, but it is cold. Um, not like freezing, but it's cold. Um, and I don't know, maybe there's just not a lot going on this weekend in general, but like the campus is like really quiet. I mean, I've barely seen anybody walking around or anything. And um, I don't know if that's the norm these days or if, again, it just was like happened to be a quiet weekend. Um, but there just didn't seem like a lot of activity. I just didn't see much going on. I mean, 
I, I suspect too that maybe maybe this might be slightly abnormal for them. Maybe obviously they have other things, you know, other weekends where there's a lot more hubbub going on. I also suspect my hypothesis is that um, possibly, you know, especially since the pandemic, um, but also in the digital age where, you know, look, going outside isn't like that much of a premium anymore. I mean, look, you know, you can sit inside and play video games and play on your computer and play on your phone. And so like going out and interacting and walking around and doing things outside is like just not what not what these young young people of today do. But I noticed that even in my own neighborhood, like I live in a nice, decent little neighborhood and it's full of families and everything. And yet I'm always struck by how few kids are out in the street playing. You know, I mean, we, you know, not even that long ago, we don't have to go back to like when we were kids, but like, yeah, in the early 2000s and stuff in the 90s, like, you know, you'd always see kids roaming the streets, riding bicycles, out in the driveway playing basketball. You know, we were outside playing for, I mean, look, we were outside like jump rope. I mean, I don't know. We were playing tag. I, we were just outside interacting and playing. And now it's like, I don't see any kids even in my own neighborhood. So that's why I'm like inclined to believe that um, what I'm seeing here this weekend at DePauw, um is not totally out of the norm. I mean, um, I think maybe it just looks like everything, everything that happens is going on inside. Um, but yeah, it could be the weather. It could be an off year, but just even from my own experience um, in my own neighborhood, thinking like, boy, I wish my daughter, my daughter wants to play. She wants to go out and play with kids. And uh, I don't know, you, you used to be able, you just see a, a group of kids playing down the street and you just rock up and you go join them. Right. And now like you have to set up a play date and it has to be all arranged and all sorts of stuff. Like it's not informal. Um, and that's just kind of sucks. I feel bad for my daughter. Um, I've considered, and I still might do it, uh, setting up a little like w- like weekly play group. We have a, a nice little neighborhood um, playground in my neighborhood. Um, and so like, hey, at least if we can all get together once a week, like from five to six after school and let the kids all play to each play with each other, because otherwise I'm like, I mean, it just it just seems so strange, but nobody's outside playing. Nobody does anything. So um, I do want to wrap this up, though, but I'm going to end on a white pill. The white pill um, it was, again, kind of what I mentioned before, like it was just really, really great catching up on a human. You know, the conversations were not really political. You're just kind of talking and, and engaging. And, you know, even though these were people that I didn't know most mostly during my um time at uh, the university, you know, nonetheless, because of our shared experiences, um, we were able to still enjoy great conversations and share memories and share stories and, you know, what sorority were you in and how is it now and this and that. Um, And it was really neat because we were remarking that a lot of the younger alumni and even some of the current students, like they went out of their way to come and talk to us. We were some of the oldest alumni there. So we were all class of 03 or 2000. There's four of us. Um, and like uh, co- compared to everybody else, we're like dinosaurs, you know? <laughs> um, you know, there are some other classes from, you know, younger alumni, like two, there's a, a big class of 2015. They might be the next um, largest group. And then you have some of your younger alumni from, uh, uh, before that. But um, 
yeah, but they came, they went out of their way to come and talk to us and they wanted to talk, you know, you know, introduce themselves and hear about our experiences and even some of like the current students. And we were sitting there thinking like, did we do that? I don't think we did that. I don't think we went out of our way to talk to the older alumni. We were like, ew, who are they? You know, like, so we were kind of giving them like kudos to them for being, you know, like so nice and wanting to talk to us and hear us out. And, you know, like we felt seen. Okay. (laughs) And then like, just as I was walking around campus, um, I guess I didn't realize it. I forgot, but you need like a current ID card to get into any of the buildings. So I was trying to get into some of these student buildings. I was, I wanted to check out like what's going on in the student union. Of course, that's where they hang all the signs up. I wanted to see like what kind of woke signs they had going on, but I like, I didn't have an ID and I didn't want to wait around for somebody to try and open the door. But I did go to the athletic center um, and a student who wasn't even um, going in there, but he kind of saw me standing there and he's like, Oh, Hey, you need me to let you in? I was like, yeah. He goes, Oh, okay, cool. I said, yeah. I said something. He goes, Oh, you're an alumni. I said, yeah, yeah. I came back for the tennis reunion. He's like, Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. Like just so friendly, so friendly. And it just, it just gives me hope again that, um, look, I know I get down and it's sometimes I have to get out of my own head. You know, it's easy for us to, to, you know, have this negative worldview and be really down and depressed about the state of the world. But really, you know, there are still good people. Most of these people, yes, you get these little activists that they're churning out, but by and large, it's probably not most of them. Um, it's probably not most of them. It's probably, you know, look, just all these other normal, nice individuals who are just trying to, you know, and the, the, the whole experience. And so I get it. Like, I really, really loved my experience. I loved seeing my teammates again this weekend. And it reminded me again of like, why the college experience is still somewhat worth saving because you don't form these connections and these bonds anywhere else at any other time in your life. And especially like, how disconnected our world is now. I mean, yes, we're more connected than ever, but less connected because of the digital stuff. Um, you know, like when we were, uh, our team, we were probably one of the last ones where we didn't have cell phones. Um, there was finally like 2003, there was like one girl in class who pulled out a cell phone. I was like, Oh my God, what is she doing? But like we're in the van, you know, when you're in the van, the team van going to and from, like you have to actually interact with each other. You didn't just sit there with your head buried in your phone or your headphones on, you know, jamming out. Like you were conversing and playing games and laughing and having a good time. And, and like, I really, it brought it all back and it really missed it. And I, I hope, but you know, even if it's not quite the same now as it was back then because of the the digital age, still, you still don't get to form these bonds and these connections and, you know, memories at any other point in your life, um, the way that you do, especially not the way our, our culture is set up. You don't form these tight knit communities and these tight friend groups the way that we used to. So like, if you don't get that college experience, where else are you going to have that? Um, what you just graduate high school and then you just kind of like go out into the world as like another anonymous face. Um, and you know, you never get the opportunity to form these networks and these communities. Um, and so I really, um, you know, that's really sad in a way. Um, and I'm happy I got that, but I think that leads me to, you know, one of the answers, the answer is, trying to find form these communities. I'm putting the cast the call out right now in my neck of the woods. Like, come join me. Let's, let's do this. Let's form our own little local Liberty group. I just sent out some notices today. 
I'm going to start taking steps to get that off the ground um, because community, we need community desperately. And being here this weekend reminded me, I shed a few tears for sure, just in joy of remembering all these things and seeing these friends. And um, it reminded me, we just, we need community. We are so desperate for it. And if you can't get it through college, well, we have to find other ways to form these, you know, tribes, the, you know, for other like-minded people, um, we need each other. And that's what really was driven home to me this weekend. We need people, we need each other. It's part of the human experience, feeling these emotions. And I felt, you know, more emotions this weekend than I have in a while, you know, just happiness and, you know, just, I shed some tears. I'm not going to lie, but both enjoy and just kind of like that wistfulness of like, man, how it used to be kind of. Um, so yeah, um, that's it. That was my experience at, uh, DePaul university, uh, visiting my alma mater. And, uh, yeah. So if you have any thoughts about that, um, something, a story of your own to share, I'd love to hear it. Feel free to, again, uh, this is only going to be on podcast because uh, I brought my recording equipment with me and my little uh, webcam broke in my suitcase. I'm not sure how. Um, so this is only going to be audio. This is not going to be a, a rumble video like the others. I'm going to have to get a new little camera for uh, to record with. Um, but yeah, so uh, go to your favorite podcatcher to catch check this out. Make sure you go to my website, libertyalliancenetwork.com. Sign up for my email list. I send out a lot of good emails um, talking about a lot of different things that I don't talk about on the show. So make sure you join me there, libertyalliancenetwork.com. And it's, you know sign up for the pop-up there and uh, shoot me a message. You're always welcome to send me an email, give me some feedback, et cetera, et cetera. Like, share, subscribe, subscribe on Rumble, subscribe on your podcast podcatcher. Um, and yeah, I am out of here back to Florida. Peace.